Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, we've got to talk about Saturday night, the homecoming win. The defense was spinning. MJ Morris getting the ball rolling. Michael Allen sightings. All the good things. This team got the job done, and I'm going to tell you how in just a second here. But before we do, I have to tell you, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They'll help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, folks, there's so much to get into. Obviously, we're looking at MJ Morris grow up right in front of our eyes. We're looking at him play well right in front of our eyes. And we're we're asking questions or having to ask questions that are going to be important going forward. But first, we're going to do a review of the 30-21 to 21 win. We're going to talk about how this team did against Kansas Keys. We're going to talk about all those things coming up on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. So stick with us, folks. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, folks, I, I feel like I have to get this going because the first thing that needs to be talked about, we're going to get Ken's keys out of the way after we get into the review of the actual game. Like I said, our defense showed up and was lights out. And in terms of, you know, you could be nitpicky and say, well, we did give up 397 passing yards. That is a thing that happened. Sure. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. If what this team is or is not, if I'm looking at the grand scheme of what Wake Forest is or is not, I'm all right with giving up 300 yards, uh, 397 yards to him, especially when you look at the running game and we held them to 17 total rushing yards on the day on of attempts one yard per rush or if we take the sacks out if we take the sacks out because i believe uh we we got what about four sacks in there if we take the sacks out that would be four of um four of sam hartman's attempts you're looking at 17 yards on 20 attempts like what are we i mean at the end of the day hey there's there's nothing else there's nothing else you could ask for even if you were to say, well, you know, the the obviously the sacks lost yards, the, you push the numbers up a little bit, all that good stuff, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me. The reality is this team did everything that they were supposed to do defensively. They showed up. They showed out. And there are guys who we knew were proven commodities coming into the season, right? The linebackers doing their thing, proven commodities coming into the season. We expected the linebackers to do their thing. Nobody is surprised by Isaiah Moore and Drake Thomas and Peyton Wilson combining for 26 tackles. Nobody's uh, surprised by them combining for three sacks for uh, six and a half tackles for loss. Nobody's surprised by that. But again, our defensive back play has been phenomenal. Our defensive back play has made the difference. That is what has made the difference. People looked at me crazy when I said this is a playoff defense. Folks looked at me crazy and said I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm going to say this. 
this team and and what they're doing, a lot of it, they had every reason to pack it in and say, hey, season's over. We're done. We're good here. We we can't accomplish our goals. We wanted to finish inside the top 10, maybe. We wanted to finish inside all these things. We wanted to potentially be a dark horse in the playoff. We wanted to get to the uh, ACC championship. All of those things were said to be the goals. And once some of them were wiped off the table after the loss to Syracuse, this team still showed up. This team still said, you know what? It's all right. It's okay. We're, we're, things aren't perfect. Things aren't great, but we're still going to show up. And that's all that you can ask for out of a team. And that's why this team is still winning games. And then on top of that, you're getting contributions from players that you just don't expect or that you just haven't seen. I mean, we talked about Michael Allen uh, on Tuffy Talks. I I made an appearance on Tuffy Talks, and that'll be coming out pretty soon here. We talked about Michael Allen sightings. The man rushed for 36 yards on five carries. That's what you like to see. Jordan Houston, 53 yards on 12 carries. That's what you like to see. MJ Morris, of course, helping out in the run game as well. That is what you like to see. That is what will get this team to where they need to be, getting contributions from the quote-unquote no-name guys. Thayer Thomas doing Thayer Thomas things, of course, leading this team with eight receptions for 79 yards. Keon Lassane, um catching for three Reception, 71 yards and one touchdown. Lesane has been an absolute revelation this year. The big pass to him on third and long is what really got Morris comfortable. And from there, he kind of took off and played a lot better going forward at that point. That was the moment in which MJ made it clear, hey, we're good. Relax. We'll be okay. We'll be fine. And from there, like I said, that's, that's all you can hope for. That is all you can hope for, a team that keeps showing up Keeps battling. Daryl Jones, big body guy with two uh, two red zone receptions, both touchdowns. And Devin Carter, one catch for 20 yards where he got hurt. And, man, I'll tell you, he took a heck of a hit, but he held on to the ball even through that very tough hit. So when I'm looking at what I see here, I'm very simply saying this is a game where the, you you find a way. You find a way. And also, let me say this. A lot of folks got on me about my, you know, we don't need to rest three. We don't need to rest three. We don't need to rest three. Because um, when we rest three, we actually had a good amount of success. We got a, a, an interception, a couple pass breakups and all that while rushing three. And I want to say, to that I want to say this. We had a ton of success with blitzing, number one. And number two, even on the plays that would be considered failures, right? The touchdown to more in early, early in the game. We blitzed, we brought pressure, it left Cyrus Fagan one-on-one with more. That catch that Moore made was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. You don't see 10 catches like that, 15 catches like that across all of college football, regardless of level. You don't see that every week. You don't see that. You live with that. You live with that. No defense is going to take away everything. But my thought in not rushing three is very simply this. If you... If you are getting the wheels whipped off you in terms of secondary, right? Because like I talked about in the pregame show, Pitts was looking bad last time we played Wake Forest. Again, that was his worst, I believe, his worst game in an NC State uniform. He was looking bad. They were targeting him. They were going at him. Sure, in that situation, be more conservative. Absolutely. But with the way our defensive backs played and with the success that we had in terms of blitzing, 
in terms of not letting things play out, I think that we did a fine job. I think that we did a fine job in terms of, of what we were doing in blitzing and coverage. So why stop that in lieu of trusting that Sam Harmon's going to make a bad read or a bad throw? Now, granted, it worked out. And I've always said, hey, Coach Gibson gets paid more than me to talk about this def- or to, to tell this defense what to do. He knows it better than I do. Hey, you were right. I was wrong. I give you that. But for me personally, the thought was very simply, I don't want to have a situation where I'm trusting and waiting on, well, are we doing it right? Well, is is we are are we is Sam Hartman gonna make the bad throw? As opposed to pressuring him into making the bad throw. That's just that's my personal opinion on like what I would like to see in terms of in terms of not waiting on uh again, oh I, I can trust you to make uh the bad throw. I can trust Sam Hartman's a quality quarterback. He's got a little bit of the yips right now. He's it's 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 shown that he's made some bad decisions over the last two weeks, combining for six interceptions. But if I'm looking at his history, I'm not sure I would have went that route. But again, that's why that's why uh, Coach Gibson gets paid the big bucks because he knows what to do. He knows how to call that thing and how to get the best out of these players. He knows how to get the job done. And speaking of jobs, we got to talk to you about LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the place to be in terms of looking for your new potential hires because every single one can feel like high stakes for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you have to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job in purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, folks. We're going to get into um, what this team looked like against Kings Keys because I already told you the blitzing was going amazing. And if you don't believe me, again, let's look at the stats here. Let's just look at the numbers in terms of um, three sacks, one or by our our linebackers. You got one by Isaiah Moore, two by Drake Thomas, six tackles in the backfield, or really, really, I want to say seven tackles in the backfield by blitzers because you have two. Uh, you have three from Drake Thomas. You have two and a half from Isaiah Moore. You have half a tackle for loss from Tanner Engel. And you have one from Peyton Wilson. So you've got guys, not defensive linemen, getting in the backfield, making things happen. You've got that happening. That is a very real thing. So when I'm looking at this team, I'm saying to myself, hey, the linebackers are reestablishing the line scrimmage. They're doing what needs to be done. But now let's take a second and let's go ahead and, and look at um Ken's keys in terms of of what we did here okay the first one offensively was a 60 plus QBR for MJ Morris because again I did not need him to be absolutely spectacular was he lights out from start to finish no he started off very slow it took some time it, you there were there were points where you wondered early in the game was our offense going to be able to get it going and get it started and you trusted our defense will give 
excuse me, will give the time to our offense to kind of figure it out. You trust that our defense will give our offense the ability to kind of go through and figure it out. But you also have to have a certain amount of like, all right, we got to go. We got to get up and roll. We got to, you know, because you you never want to be counting on the defense in, in a way that like, hey, if we're allowing more than 21 points, we're going to be in trouble here. So <clears throat> with that being said, MJ Morris had a 64 total QBR. He beat the uh, mark of a 60 QBR, which I set out because, again, it was based on the premise that if we could, if we could possibly make a way to where we're looking at um, very good things happening to where we're looking at the the if we're basically if he was better than average, he was going to put us in a position to win. That's what I felt like in my heart of hearts. And he did that. The next one was one hundred and forty total yards by our backs, because I believe that uh, the running game was the key against this defense. And, and you know, they had problems stopping the run all year and all that. However, out of our backs, we only got about, I want to say, 89 um, total yards. We we didn't have anybody. I'm sorry, 95 total yards out of our backs. We didn't have the greatest showing on the ground, but we did we did it well when we wanted to. Like that's and that's really what matters, because when I look at Jordan Houston, four and a half yards per carry. When I look at Michael Allen, seven and a half yards per carry. When I look at Demarcus Jones, six yards on his only touch of the game. I'm looking at this group and I'm saying, hey, at the end of the day, that's good enough to get the job done. It may not have met the goal, but it's good enough to get the job done. Um, and less than five penalties, less than five pre-snap penalties and, and all those, um, you know, bonehead plays that just seem to knock our offense off rhythm that we can never recover from. I believe we did that. I believe that we we held that down. Um, we had six penalties for 38 yards on the day as a team. And I believe one was um, the personal foul with yanking off the helmet from uh, Tanner Engel and one was a pass interference. So we, we did our job of less than five, uh, less than five penalties on the offense. And then the, one of the keys was no more than four plays of rushing. We go to the defense. Now the keys defensively, no more than four plays of rushing three, we didn't do that. We had a ton of plays where we did, but honestly, the situation in which we did, for the most part, I'm not upset about. Late, late, late in the game, when they're down nine with about three minutes to go, and they're driving, I'm okay with you rushing three then. I'm okay. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that simply because if you're going to say, hey, we're going to keep everything in front of us, and y'all got to – you can march. You can drive. You can get your yards. But you're going to take some time off the clock to do so. I'm all right with that. I'm all right. With, I'm perfectly content. I'm perfectly fine with that happening. At least eight QB hits. We got that done. We got that done. We made uh, Sam Hartman uncomfortable all day. We made him uncomfortable. We made it tough on him. And that's what matters. That's what matters. I believe we had a total of, I want to say, like, eight or nine um, QB hits, that's what you love to see. That is what you love to see right there. That's, again, you can only, you can only make these things, you can only make Sam Hartman look bad if you're finding ways to not only disrupt his, not only disrupt his receiver's rhythm, but also his. When he can't step into a throw, that's just, he's not Superman. He's not God. No quarterback is. 
when they can't step in the throws, when they can't get their full power behind the throw, that's where you see the lame ducks. That's where you see they have to kind of muscle it and arm it, and that's where you see the accuracy tend to drop off a bit. That's where our defensive backs step in and get themselves some turnovers. That's where you get in and do that. So that is the reality that we're looking at there. And the last one was our defense needed to go 40% or better in terms of of third down and uh, third down stops. We did not. We were 7 of 16. So this team was, I mean, hey, they did what they had to do in terms of uh, if you include fourth down in there, they were 9 of 20, which means that they were – 9 of 20 is exactly what is the word that I'm looking for, 45%. I don't know why my mind just went blank there on the math because it's, it's 20%. It's 20 of an item, so each one is 5%. A little math trick for you there. But anyway, they went 45%, which means we were close. But, again, the turnovers greatly helped. The fact that we completely snuffed out the run greatly helped. But at the the fact of the matter is they did get 45%. And so, you know, even late, there were moments where we were all a little concerned, all a little tight there. So this team went three of six against the Keys, and we came away with the win. Again, here's a situation where everybody's saying, well, all of these questions are going to be here about the future because of the way that this team is playing and what's going on here. I'm going to tell you this. If I'm looking at this team, I am not going to ask questions about the future. I'm not going to ask questions about anything but the right now, because again, there's a ton of things still ahead of us in the present. You have seven wins with three games left. Seven wins. Let's let me throw that at you one more again. Seven wins with three games left of your next three games. You have Boston college on senior night. No disrespect. To the folks up there on chat on uh, Chestnut Hill, these guys are in a free fall. Lost to a UConn team that I didn't even come up with keys for or say, hey, or not that I didn't come up with keys for, but I, I said they were an unserious outfit that we couldn't really take the stats from seriously. They lost to that team. Only put up three points against that team. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think... I'm I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm maybe thinking out loud here. I think that we should have enough to extend our home winning streak to the longest in program history, number one. And number two, you still have 10 wins in front of you. Again, you have seven with exactly three games left on the schedule. And really, you're bowl eligible and you're in the ACC, four games on the schedule. You've got three in a bowl coming up, three in a bowl coming up. So 10 games are still there. People talk about, uh, well, we we potentially wanted to finish in the top 10. Why can't we? Why can't we? Don't get me wrong. I know the disrespect that NC State gets. I know the narratives that surround NC State, all that good stuff. Hear me out. This team runs the table. If this team beats the boys in baby blue handily and chop oil. And then they go forward to uh, win a bowl game convincingly. Why would they not? If you go into a bowl game as a 10-win ACC team, even if you don't end up in the New Year's Six Bowl, you're going to be playing a really good team. You're most likely going to be playing another ranked team. You handle that business. Why not? 
Why you're you're walking out of the season eleven and two with your only two losses of the season being one early season to Clemson and another loss when you had lost your starting quarterback. Why what would and this is not lost your starting quarterback as in you lost your starting quarterback and it was eight games after you lost your starting quarterback and, and you should have had it figured out, but you just didn't and you just couldn't win the game. Without, no, 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 no. We lost our starting quarterback the game before Syracuse, the game before our second loss. So why would we not? Again, the goals are there. The potential for this to be one of the best seasons in NC State football history is there. I know a lot of people like to measure in championship or bust, but let's be honest with ourselves. This team, this program, not just football, has been emaciated, has been starved, has been hungry, thirsty, just so wanting more than anything to get that championship. We did not get there this year. And I know that hurts with this defense. I know that hurts with the ACC preseason player of the year. I know that hurts with backs that had with uh, a defensive backfield that's playing above his head. I know that hurts with backs that have shown themselves to be solid contributors. Multiple backs, by the way. At this point, we're on our third back who is doing good things when you hand him the ball. Demi Sumo was a revelation early. Jordan Houston is who he is, and he looked he looks darn good. I don't care what nobody say. Michael Allen has come through and been another revelation. I know. I know. Returning four or five starters on the offensive line. I know. I know we want we trust me, we all wanted to see a championship, but this team still has so much in front of them. And I'm so glad, and I'm not saying this to talk down to Wolfpack Nation because one thing I want to talk about, all this ruckus about what the fans are and are not, leaving early, who are the 15 false starts in the last two games. Wake Forest is one of the least penalized teams in the nation. They're definitely the least penalized in ACC. Definitely least penalized. Five false starts forced. Wolfpack Nation, this ain't about I don't think that y'all are good fans. I'm just saying anybody who's saying this season uh, is is still going to be a failure regardless of outcome, I don't know how you do so. Because, there again, we got a Boston College team that's look just god-awful coming up on senior night. We're heading into a Louisville team that is uh, – we're heading into Louisville to play a team that is on a, a winning streak, that is on a little bit of a – they're fighting for their coach's life. And, boy, I'll tell you what. They are fighting hard. I will give them that. They are fighting like their life depends on it. They have uh, won games against UBA, Pitt, Wake, and then James Madison uh, coming into coming into that this this matchup against us in a week. But with that being said, and they've got uh, Clemson. I'm sorry, they've got Clemson this Saturday. So we'll see how good they are, how locked in they are. But they've got Clemson next Saturday, and then they're coming. And then we're going to see them rally. I'm just saying, I'm just saying to, to me to instantly say, oh, with this season's over, we're done for, we're it's over with. It's ludicrous. It's madness, if you ask me. It's flat out madness. And then we've got that UNC team. They, like Illinois, are one of the only teams, one of the only teams in the nation to have the record that they have without beating one ranked team without beating one had not gone into any game against an opponent that was ranked and walked out as winners. Not once, not once. 
And granted, that Notre Dame game looks better now. It was a loss, but it looks better now. They've got Wake Forest next week. They can show and prove then. They've had a, a good hand against Wake Forest, and those have always been high-scoring, exciting games. But that's the reality. That's what we're looking at. All three of those games are winnable. Not a single one of those games am I like, man, us winning that game is so far-fetched, so far out of my mind, so crazy, so so nonsensical. I don't see it. I don't see it. So all of the things are still in front of this team. Wolfpack Nation, keep doing what y'all do. Keep showing up. And I'm telling you, I told folks even after this, this even after Devin Leary went down and even after, when I was predicting a uh, best case scenario, I said, it's possible we can go three and one. It's possible we can run the table. I said it. I said it was a slim chance, but it's possible. With the way MJ's playing, those, those chances just got a little bit thicker. All right. And if we're talking about the odds of things happening, we've got to talk about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your uh, sports betting for football and the start of new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, folks, we're about to land this thing. But, again, a 30-21 to 21 win. Three interceptions. MJ Morris, three touchdowns. Um, this is a team that has not quit, that has continued to fight, that has continued to battle, that has continued to show up. And Wolfpack Nation, y'all are continuing to show up. Y'all are continuing to be with this team, and it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing to see. We're, we need you again. Right. For senior night, we need you again for these guys who have put poured so much into this program, who have changed the, the culture and the expectations. Because let's be honest now. Let's be honest. I was here during his first year. Had anybody promised us uh, a situation where we'd be seven and two with three winnable games in front of us for any one of those years that I played? Oh, we all would have took that. We all would have took it. We all would have. And this is where we are now. So let's let's maybe not be so so judgmental and harsh on things didn't play out the way we wanted to this year. And let's look at the reality is still pretty damn bright. The reality is still good and bright. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time, Wolfpack Nation. This show is what it is because of y'all. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 